0: You are now listening to Warrior on Fire. Fire. Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. White, <clears throat> the founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling and welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. Less is more and more is less. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, so I just got done with the walk and talk with uh, a couple individuals, business partners, and um, strategic partners inside of uh, a couple companies I run, and uh, we had an interesting conversation today. And the conversation was around splits, which is commission splits. How much money should be go to one company? How much money should go to another company based on fulfilling on a thing? Right. So that that was a piece. Like how much how much should go here? How much should go there? And this idea of dividing commissions and dividing and splitting how much somebody makes inside of one area versus another is not a new conversation. It happens in business all the time. People are negotiating for how much money they're gonna make, you know, in their salary, their payroll, the benefits. You know, am I gonna get insurance? Am I not gonna get insurance? we we'll get a 401k, When we'll I get a 401k? And when it comes to partnerships, Everything comes down to commission splits and roles and responsibilities. So we were sitting, we're walking and talking, we're debating about what should happen, what shouldn't happen, who should do this, who should do that, etc. And we continued down this path of having this conversation over and over and over. We all finally got to a place where the number made sense. And four and a half miles later, five miles later in our walk, we got to a number that was like, okay, that makes sense for the role and responsibility. But the piece that was interesting and the whole topic of this show or this, this, this particular podcast today is this idea of how people end up looking at the wrong percentage by, and they look at the wrong number and they tend to look at what they're not going to get versus what they are going to get. And this is the principle for today, which is your focus determines your feeling. Your focus determines your feeling. Your focus determines your feeling. Principle, your focus determines your feelings. So take the situation we're walking in today. Everybody's feelings were on point because everybody's frame was in the right direction, right? The commission splits and the way we were doing the deal makes sense because of what people are getting, what they're getting, what I'm getting. And what I was after was something less than money or more than money. I was not after just the money. Like the money obviously was a piece of it, but I was after some other elements that were more important to me. And this becomes a challenge is that I oftentimes we're not focused, we're not focused on the right shit. So we get into a negotiation, we get into a debate with our wife, we get into a debate with our children, we get into a conversation, negotiation in business, we get into a conversation, negotiation with ourselves, but we're focusing on the wrong shit. And oftentimes we're focusing on what we are not getting. Well, here's what I'm not gonna get. Here's what I'm not gonna get. Here's what I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get this over here, and I'm not gonna get this over here, and I'm not gonna get this over here. And you're like, okay, I appreciate that. I'm not going to get this. 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 Okay, so all the things that you're not going to get. But what about the things that you are going to get? Right? And this becomes like the most powerful piece of this is being able to actually see that there is a shitload of stuff that is available to you. But you can't see it because you're so worried about what you're not going to get. Right inside of my marriage, there was so many things that I was I was worried about that were not going to happen. Well, here's what here's what's not going to happen. And here's what I'm not going to get. And here's how this is not going to go down if I make this decision. Right. So if you look into it, let's say you have a commission split right in business and you're looking at uh, a commission split between somebody who's making. And I do this this goes my all my salespeople across all of our companies. Let's say that your commission was 40 percent. Right. And you get 40 percent and all you can focus on is the 60 percent of what you're not making hairstylists do this all the damn time. They fight over the stupidest shit when it comes to commission. They don't even look at the right numbers. Like, well, I'm not gonna make, I'm only gonna make 25% or I'm only gonna make 40% commission. And you like, yeah, you're focusing on exact shit about what you're not gonna get, but you have zero focus on what you're actually gonna get. So here's the question is, we sit and look at this today, which is where in your world across body being balanced in business, do you find yourself in a place where your focus has been on the thing that you're not getting? And because of this, you feel like shit. Like you can't even enjoy the thing that you are getting. You know, it's like having sex today and then, and then you're worried about the fact that you didn't have sex the first four days before that or five days before that or a week before that. And all you can think about is how you didn't get laid. And now, now you're looking at that and your feeling feels horrible even though you just got laid last night. So where in your world, cross-body being balanced in business, are you currently stuck in a game of focusing on what you're not getting versus focusing on what you are getting. The second piece with this is pull out your warm upity weapon, aka drilling your pen I want you to write this down. What can you do today to start focusing on what you are getting? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's daily fire it's a parable and a principle. Up next is the daily fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies. All right, my friends, so we are uh, we are continuing down our path here inside the Warrior Book. We have not left the pit. We are still in Chapter 1. We're going to stay in Chapter 1 again today. I'm changing up a little bit this round. I think this is the third or fourth round we've gone through on the Warrior Book here uh, with the Daily Fuel podcast. Um, but there's just – I'm slowing it down this round because I just feel like there's like points that I want to make and um, insights that I want you to get, particularly here in the foundational work as we work through these first four or five chapters. Uh, so our principle that's coming out of our parable today is a simple one, and it is your focus determines your feelings. Your focus determines your feelings. Your focus determines your feelings. Right? Let, let, that, let that settle in, right? Part of, part of the big challenge that we talked about in yesterday's Daily Fuel was my, my focus when it came to the story That I told myself about my wife. Like I blamed her. Like I literally blamed my wife for our failure, which is hilarious to me. It's painful to even acknowledge at some level. But it's like hilarious in the fact that here I am as a businessman and I lose everything and I caused my own companies to fall apart. And my answer to all of this is that it must be the cute little five foot three hundred and ten pound blonde's fault. You know, it's my wife Danielle's fault. It's not. It's not my fault. It's her fault. You know, she's the reason that we failed. She's the reason why I took my eye off the ball. She's the reason why this didn't work out. Have a little water there. And yet, inside of that focus, my feelings couldn't be anything more than what I was focused on. Like, there was, no, there was no escaping. You know, I tell the story that, like, my wife ignored me and she abandoned me. This was not true. What was true was I emotionally unplugged from my wife. I'm not proud of it. It's what I did, though. I emotionally unplugged from her. Why? I had no idea how to tell the truth. So it was easier. It was easier for me to focus on a story about how she was such a wretched woman than it was for me to focus on a reality of a story, which is I was a piece of shit. My focus became my feelings. My focus became my feelings. It wasn't the other round. My feelings did not trigger my focus, it was my focus that triggered my feelings. Think about that. What you focus on, you feel not one, not, not some of the time, like all the time, not like once in a while, but all the time, all the fucking time, what you focus on, you feel end. good night, sayonara, senorita, what you focus on, you feel every single time. So we're going to take this idea and we're going to continue on our path here. We're still in chapter one inside the warrior book, and we're going to take this further. But we're going to deal this and we're going to start here on page eight under the necessity of necessity, the necessary difficulty of building a foundation on the truth. Here we are in verse number 41. I would say, actually, we're going to skip back there. I'm going to skip back to verse 40. I was tired of pretending and believing the lies inside my own mind. I was sick of being a believer in God. I wanted to know him. I wanted to find and discover my divinity, but the only way to do this was to have the courage to put my entire life on the line. And in that place say, if I lose it all, that is fine because I'm going to start from a foundation that is built upon truth. Verse 41, little did I realize how difficult this would be and how much society does not support men like you and I to tell the truth. Not in business, not in marriage, not in life. We are surrounded by people every single day who truly can't handle the full truth of what we have to share with them. These same people have told us to calm down, relax, or tone it down. They've asked us to be quiet. They've told us to shut up. They've demanded that we not share everything, even if it means we die. The world is so fucking politically correct these days that it's almost impossible for a human being to actually express what they're feeling. 42. For powerful men like you and I, this becomes our downfall, it becomes our casket. My life went to a place it went to. My affair happened all because I couldn't tell the truth to my wife. I couldn't speak about how much I was hurting, about how big of a failure I felt like. I couldn't be honest with her or colleagues in business. Literally, the truth would have set me free, but I was unable and unwilling to speak it. 43, one night deep inside another fight with my wife, with tears pouring down her cheeks, she screamed, just be the man. It was the same fight we'd had every night about the same topics, sex, money, and the kids. Take your pick, 44. But in that night's fight, for some reason, the phrase she screamed echoed in my soul. Just be the man, 45. The problem arose in me for the very first time. I don't even know what the fuck be the man means, 46. Here is the reality. My dad was never around to teach me how to be a man. He was gone all the time providing for the family and I appreciate his commitment to make sure that we had food and shelter. But because my dad was gone all the time, do you know who was teaching me to be a man? My mother, 47. My mom is a total badass and I love her to death. I love my dad as well and I know he did the very best he could but he was not an example of what it was to be a whole man in my home. He was an example of what it was to be a sedated one. One dimensional father who could make some money but was not emotionally and physically around. I didn't grow up with mentors and guides and examples who truly taught me, Garrett, this is what it means to be a man. 48. So I started looking. I thought maybe there's somebody who, who was doing this. Maybe there could be someone who had figured out how to train me to be a man. I googled how to be a man. True story. And all kinds of crazy shit come up, none of which had any semblance of what I was truly seeking for. 49. Inside of that, I started searching and reading going to events and programs and figured out that part of my problem was that I had not been able to actually see the truth inside of me. I could fundamentally not answer what seemed to be like the simplest questions in life. Who am I beyond the roles of husband and father? Who am I beyond the experience of this religion? Who am I beyond this political system? Who am I beyond all the labels? Who is Garrett? Who am I? I had no answer for this. I didn't know. (sighs) Now, the principle we're dealing with today is the focus, your focus determines your feeling. So not only was I stuck, and again, I'm DJing this part, not only was I stuck in a game of having a confusion of focus with my wife, but I was also stuck in a confusing place of my focus with myself. Notice what I said here from the first chapter. I didn't know who I was. And, and you might be sitting there thinking, well, what, what does it actually matter? You know? You know, yeah, I mean, I'll ask you, like, why does it actually matter? Why, who gives a shit if you don't know who you are? Right? Who gives a shit? Yet I'm mean, going to have you consider that the story that you have about who you are is ultimately the source, the source of everything else that you believe and do. When you focus on a specific story about yourself, you feel something. And inside that feeling, your functional action becomes something driven from that feeling. So what I focus on, I feel, and what drives my focus is my stories. I had a story about my wife. I also had a story about myself. And one of the the hardest things in the game for me was to open up to the following reality. And that reality was that I did not have a clue who I was. Being raised Mormon, I had the label Mormon. Being a football player, I had the label athlete. Being a businessman, I had the label businessman. Being a husband, I had the label husband. Being a father, I had the label father. I had all these labels, but I had no clue who I was. And as I let go of the religion that I had been raised in and didn't return for over, been over a decade since we we no longer continue to practice any organized religion, and in that place, as I, as I walked away from that, there was a death that happened for me. There was a literal death inside of me. There was a, there was a death inside of my soul. And inside of that death inside of my soul, there was, there was this also an awakening. There was an awakening to a truth that I didn't understand. There was an awakening to a possibility that I had not any plan. And inside of my marriage, I walked away. We walked away from what our story of relationship was. We walked away from what the focus of our story was inside of who we were as a married couple, what a family meant, what parenting looked like, and I stripped everything down to the basics. And there were two fundamental questions that I was trying to answer. One, who am I? So what did I come to find? What I came to find more than anything, brother, was the fact that my story about who I am changes constantly. It's constantly evolving. It's not a static story, right? It never, it never is going to be static. Like there are some people who, who get stuck in a static story about themselves. Their focus becomes a static story. And inside of that static story about themselves, they don't grow anymore. Inside of that static story about themselves, they don't expand anymore. Inside of that static story about themselves, they just continue to operate inside of this painful place. They want to change. I wanted to change. But I had to come back to the basics. And the basics that I had to come down to was, okay, well, well, who am I? Who am I and what is the purpose of my life? And what does it mean to be a man? You know, the book, Be the Man, that I've wrote also, that's like kind of the preemptive strike here to Warrior Book. Like this, this was the conversation that we were having. You know, I was having this conversation of trying to answer this this very painful game, like what does it mean to be the man? And my focus started to shift on solutions. I started to search for answers. Who am I? What does it mean to be the man? What is the purpose of my life? How do I put my life back together? How do I find power? And that focus on these types of questions began to shift me. Let's go here to verse 50. Then I started to have these other conversations enter my mind. I went to a workshop where this guy was talking about 12 categories of life. I looked at him, fit with a really beautiful wife. I'm hearing how they talk about sex and intimacy while I'm sitting in this disconnected relationship with things not working out at all with my wife. 51, I'm looking at them as a couple. They're making money, they're fit, and all this shit seems to be working in their life. They've got great kids. I'm like, oh my God, they must be full of shit. There's no way, no way possible that these 12 areas they talk about could actually be real for them, and yet they were. 52, I wanted to say bullshit because it seems so impossible in my own life, much like I might have, it might've seemed impossible to you to have it all before reading or listening to this podcast. I couldn't believe it, yet deeply wanted it to be true for me. Also, now listen, I'm a DJ. This on side. Here's the deal, man. If I was if I was listening to this podcast for the first time, if I was listening to this audio, um, you know, there's a large part of me that would be like w- I, not wanting to believe. You know, you wanting to find some kind of a reason in your mind. Oh, he's this is a cult? He's a fucking crazy person. He's this. He's that. And you're going to want to discount it. Like I understand it, particularly if the stuff that we're listening, you're listening to is, is really resonating with you. There's going to be a piece inside of you that's going to want this to not be true. And yet you can't stop listening. Because when you listen to this, your focus begins to shift. And inside of your focus shifting, you begin to feel something different. Verse 56. After searching and searching to find this. It came down to one simple truth. There was no training for what I was seeking. There was no comprehensive program of what it was to be a man, let alone a four-dimensional man facing modern problems in a modern society. The best that could be delivered up was a series of one-dimensional men who could train you on one, maybe two dimensions. 57. Most men that I'd ever worked with, been in business with, or had clients, or had as clients were very good at two things, making money and maintaining their body for the most part. When it came to spirituality, parenting, and marriage, it was a nightmare. Occasionally, I would meet men who were very, very good as fathers and amazing husbands, but they couldn't bring home the money. They struggled financially. Or 58, maybe they would make the money, and they were very good at being a parent, but they were physically falling apart with diabetes, having to give themselves injections every day because their bodies were fat and had become a cage inside of a weapon. 59, I found some who were very, very spiritual, but the rest of the world was in complete disarray. They would sit and meditate all day, yet not be able to pay their cell phone bills, let alone fund anything that would really change the world. This was all confusing to me. And this is where we're going to leave today's daily fuel and where we're going to enter into starting into tomorrow is a systematic sedation of modern men. Because this, this habitual lifestyle that I'm speaking about, this habitable lifestyle is possible. I live it thousands of other men around the globe in 27 plus countries live it. And you're here for the very first time and you're listening to this and it's possible. And what we teach inside the warrior book and inside of the warrior brotherhood is a real game. And it's going to shift the way you focus and wrap us up with our principle for today is you fo- what you what f- your focus determines your feelings. And brother, hopefully after today's podcast and this show, your focus has begun to shift and you're starting to feel more powerful being part of it.